Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 152 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, I have the lovely pleasure of chatting with Erin from Raw Beauty Co., and the host of Raw Beauty Talks. Now, you may know Erin from talking about her relationship with food and body image, but today Erin is here to talk about her relationship with alcohol. It all started off with one dry January, and next thing you know, she's living the sober girl life. So let's get into it. With sobriety comes self-discovery and living your authentic life. 2022 is a year to put action into stepping into your authentic self. And what better way to do that than through music? Our friends at Drumeo are giving you a 30-day trial. Yes, 30 days free for you to tap into your creative side and tap into your inner Travis Barker. You can learn the drums online from anywhere at any time. Visit drumeo.com, that's D R U M eo.com backslash a sober girl's guide to start your free 30-day trial now. Hi Erin, how are you? I am I'm great. Now that I'm sitting here and talking to you, I have to tell everybody it was a bit of a mission making this happen. I completely missed yesterday's uh, recording that we were supposed to do because I had driven home from Whistler in order to make it back to all my recording stuff and then actually left my computer and everything in Whistler. And then this morning I was also 10 minutes late. So tis the season. Here we are. <laughs> when you're listening to this, it will be January yeah. and hopefully I'll have my shit a little bit more together. But <laughs> this is the most crazy time of year, I feel like. It is very crazy. It's like I feel it's like this and between Christmas and New Year's, right? It's like this like weird limbo that we're all kind of waiting for the main event. And it's oh, like, yeah. where are we? What freaking day is it? Like, is oh, it yeah. Wednesday? I don't know. 
Like how close are we to Christmas? It's like, God, I also feel like it goes from December 4th and then all of a sudden you blink and it's December 20th and you're like, Oh, oh, okay. We're doing this in five days, five days. We have (laughs) anything ready. No, not really. Like, or everything's sort of half done and half completed. I mean, it is truly my favorite time of year. I love Christmas and I love love. I love new year's more than Christmas. Really? Yeah. Not new year's Eve per se, but like the whole energy around, um, what gets stirred up in December. So I feel like December is actually activating month for a lot of people in that a lot of stuff comes to the surface where there's still opportunity for healing and growth and learning. We get really triggered during this time of year. We like everyone that I'm working with right now is feeling is noticing so much overwhelm and stress. If there was grief, the grief is, is heightened. If there is financial Mm. stress, it's heightened. If there's, um, issues within relationships, it's all heightened at this time of year. It's like this storm rolls through and stirs everything up. And yet we also like, because of media and all the things have this expectation that it's supposed to be the most magical, happy time of year. So then we get down on ourselves for not necessarily always feeling that. And so this time of year for me is a really good opportunity to reflect on where there's still space for growth and Mm -hmm. healing. And then January, it's like, giddy up, let's do the work. Let's put a strategy in place. Let's dive in. And I, I don't know, that stuff lights me up and fires me up. And I know for some people they're like, ew, that's that. No, not at all. Who wants to set goals? I live for that kind of thing. So it's, it's, no, I love it. Yeah. It's my favorite. It's my favorite time of year for sure. Yeah. I think how you just described that is so bang on. It's like a pressure cooker. Yeah. Like December is like the pressure cooker. Yeah. And And then love it or hate it. And then January, we have the opportunity after the storm has rolled through to clear out, to, to sweep away, to dive in. And rather than just like forgetting about what happened in December, like, Oh, that was painful. Like, let's just move on and we'll address that again next year. Instead, we can, we can look at it as more of an invitation um, as to where we can lean in, in January and in the coming year to further improve on ourselves and not to fix ourselves, not like we're some broken people, but to kind of come home to who we truly are, which are really incredible human beings with a lot of capacity. Totally. I love, I love how you just articulated that. That's so beautiful because people get so overwhelmed by like, okay, I need to change everything like new year, new me. It's like, no, 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 not, not a new you. No, no. no. You're wonderful and enough and perfect just as you are. But if there are things in your life that are feeling uncomfortable, then we can also take ownership in um, and how we navigate those things and how we show up for those things. And rather than just being super passive and allowing life to happen at us, yeah, we can shift that perspective to all of this is happening for me. And how do I then want to go about my life mm-hmm. in an empowered way with support and with kindness for myself and, um, and, and really looking after myself so that, mm. you know, it doesn't feel this hard always in this area. Yes. Oh, I love that. 
Um, on that note, what, what are you looking for? What, what's coming up for you in December? I mean, I would say that I am noticing a couple of things and I'm really just starting to reflect on all of this now. I have seen loud and clear this month that I have a tendency to avoid difficult conversations or conflict. And sometimes in avoiding those things, it creates resentment or mm. um, it creates a lack of clarity for others in my life and for yeah. myself. Um, and it draws situations out way longer than, yeah. than needs to occur. And I'm seeing this happen in three areas of my life right now. Okay. It's really easy when this is happening to be like, oh, that's their fault, or they did this, or, you yeah. know, to, to pass ownership onto somebody else or to blame someone else. But especially when something's repeating in your life, you have to ask yourself, how am I contributing to this? In what way right. am I not showing up? And it doesn't have to be from a super judgmental place. I'm looking at this and saying, okay, Aaron, you've been taught all your life that you are very quote unquote likable, that mm. you, um, that you are a good girl, that you mm. should be a good girl. Yeah. And so conflict or hard situations are for me, if I ever think that somebody might think I'm a bitch or mm. mean, um, it feels really uncomfortable. So I'd rather yeah. avoid saying what it is that I feel, um, or, yeah. or having that conversation. I also naturally am very empathetic. So I can usually see um, or understand why somebody might have done something the way that they did it. Yeah. And then from there, I can kind of, uh, well, I know that he or she is doing that because of this reason. So I won't say anything, but it still mm. hurt me or it's still not working for me. Yeah. And so in avoiding speaking about it in any capacity, Ultimately, it just creates further disconnection in some way mm. because we don't completely forget like that no. friction or tension is still there. Definitely. So I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about this, but I will in the coming weeks. I really want to lean into this mantra of clear is kind mm. rather than feeling like when I when I speak my mind from a grounded centered place, or when yeah. I share how I'm feeling that there is a right or a wrong way to feel yeah. like I'm also often, Oh, I don't know. Uh, am I correct in feeling this way? Is it okay for me to be feeling mad? Yes. Rather than it being like about right or wrong, it's just how I'm feeling. Yeah. And that's okay to express that. So I want to work on rather than ruminating on something a long time or rather than just sweeping it under the rug, recognizing that doesn't serve me. I've seen that loud and clear yeah. and that I have to be more brave and courageous in having big, bold conversations, mm -hmm. recognizing that they're very necessary in order for me to show up and in order for me to make the impact that I want to make in order for me to actually truly feel good and well in my yeah. mind, body, and soul. And I think this is something that a lot of women struggle with is really speaking their mind or feeling accepting of the way that they feel in dirt yeah. situations, like questioning whether their feelings are valid or right. Uh, completely. Or correct, right. Yeah. Yeah. And then no one really wants to rock the boat. 
No, but, yeah. but we've got to shift our perspective a little bit because in not rocking the boat, we slow j- down our trajectory of growth. We're yes. not actually being kind because we're not being honest. Exactly. And I can guarantee if this is the way that you live your life, you've seen relationships crumble or disconnect like space form between yep. you and other individuals. Um, and so I really want to work on this narrative that I've created for myself of you always need to be good and keep people quite mm. comfortable and don't rock the boat. And that's not, you know, class, that's not whatever it is. That's not how a woman should behave. Yeah. And rather go into those conversations, not from a reactionary space of like anger or rage or pointing fingers, but do what I know how to do, which is to center and ground my ass. Mm-hmm. And to breathe and to come at those conversations from a heart-centered space yeah. of love and empathy, but also love and empathy for myself and saying, this is yeah. how this feels for me right now. Yeah. And it might not be right. And it's definitely not wrong, but this is where I'm at. Yeah. And then we have a discussion from that point and, and carry on. So that's one of the things I'm noticing for sure. Yeah. And then, um, that's huge. I mean, a lot, yeah, a lot of things always come up at this time of year and it's always yeah. in reflecting on what still feels hard for me. Mm. What feels challenging. Yeah. Where is it sticky? The sticky situation. Where is it sticky? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And I, it's so true. I think everyone, especially women go through that. I don't think like would guys be having this conversation? Like I, it's so funny because I was just having a, a conversation with my friend Fiona last night and we're like, you know, talking about limiting beliefs and like, Oh, am I worthy of this new home? Am I worthy of like this successful career? And I had to like, stop, like literally stop our conversation and be like, wait a second. Would guys actually be having this conversation? Could you actually imagine two dudes being like, I don't know, Jack, if I'm worthy of this like super high powered CEO job. Uh, I know. No, I know. No. And I'm sure that there are some, but I see this all the time. And my husband who's incredible. And I learned so much from him. He grew up in a family of three boys. And when I talk about limiting beliefs, he's like, I just don't understand what these are. What are these conversations you have in your head with some other voice that pops in? That's like, I don't know. Is that the right thing to say? He's like, what are, he's like, what are these limiting beliefs? I like, and the, the, he did a, a big race. He did a half Ironman this like a couple weeks ago. And it was the first time that I could see him in his head. He was really pushing himself out of his comfort zone and into something new and it's competition. And, uh, and it was really interesting to see him experiencing that. Obviously he's gone through things and been in his head in moments, but that's just not his normal existence. Whereas I feel like I am navigating those thoughts every single day, multiple times a day. And it's, it's the work I do. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think that's everyone, and especially around like habits and behaviors. Um, yeah, we definitely our inner saboteur is strong. I think we can all agree that anxiety is so twenty twenty three. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. 
Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. And this bitch gets loud. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you know it. Yeah. So I definitely want to talk about your amazing platform, Raw Beauty, but I want to um, kind of talk about your sobriety and your choice to go booze free or how do you actually identify? I haven't even thought about that. I mean, my sobriety journey started off with deciding to cut booze out for one month to do like a sober January. Yeah. And I was reflecting in 2020 Mm -hmm. in December, as I do, and was thinking about these sort of core desired feelings, I call them, that I wanted to generate in the coming year. And among those were health and wellness, gratitude and abundance, calm. And I did a little audit of what was going on in my life and what was going to be moving me closer to those feelings and what was going to be moving me further away. And I thought about, you know, what practices can I implement into my life that I feel would move the needle in the greatest amount towards those core desired feelings. And let me tell you, I've never been a core desired feelings kind of person. I was always like hot and heavy for smart goals and objectives. And I, I mean, I have set goals for myself since I was in grade four, we found lists like to-do lists when I was just learning how to write, like these things really provide me with a sense of structure and accomplishment. But what I found over the years was that in always striving for these goals, I would often hit them and I would find myself sick or burnt out, or I'd reach the goal and be like, wow, well, that isn't exactly how I was expecting to feel. Now let's just move the goalpost a little bit further. And so after uh, experiencing some pretty severe postpartum anxiety, I had a moment to reflect on this goal setting strategy that I'd lived and died by for so long and realized I'm aiming to accomplish and achieve so many things at the end of the day in wanting to accomplish those things. It's not actually that I want to be whatever it was like thinking of some of my goals, a straight A student or this weight on the scale or um, starting a business or having this much money in my bank account. It's not actually about those things. It's about the feeling that I want to get Yeah. Or the feeling that I believed I would get when I got there. Literally every single one of those things, when I got there or did that, I felt like crap. I felt stressed or anxious Mm. or depleted or 
with the money in the bank account thing, like still felt a huge sense of scarcity and that it could be taken away at any point that I, you know, was going to blow it all that I needed more, more, more. Mm -hmm. So none achieving those goals didn't actually give me the feeling that I was hoping to create. I started to understand that we have to create these feelings within and that ultimately when we start to believe in abundance, when we start to love ourselves, when we start to achieve because it feels good for us, we're doing something that brings us joy and excitement and it fuels us, that yeah. all of a sudden life starts to reflect back to us in really beautiful ways. And, yes. but it starts on the inside. And I was always working on accomplishing and achieving these external things that I thought would help me feel good on the inside. It doesn't, life doesn't work that way. Yep. So anyways, back to this, I start, I set these core desired feelings and yep. I quickly noticed that alcohol for me was exacerbating my anxiety Mm. And those limiting beliefs and that inner saboteur. And I was since having my postpartum anxiety on a real like health and wellness kick to try to get myself back to the place that I was before having my kids in, in regards to my mindset primarily yeah, and my mental health. And so alcohol just didn't align. So I thought I'll do a month without alcohol and I'll see how I feel. And I just really want to reset. Basically I'd done it before. Didn't seem like a big deal. And this time Scott said that he was going to do it with me. So that was kind of cool and different. And he had never done it before. Yeah. I got to the end of the month and had noticed just ever so slightly a shift in my energy levels, how I was sleeping and a softening of those Sunday scaries basically that I would get Sundays totally. or the day after drinking. It was like, all of a sudden it felt like I wasn't doing a good job at running a business. I questioned myself as a mother. I, I mean, it opened wow. the floodgates to a lot of these thoughts yeah. and those thoughts were not aligned with how I wanted to be showing up. Yeah. So I was like, I, I'm going to do another month. I'm going to try another month. And I was like, I'll definitely start drinking again by the summer. But for now, this is yeah. just feeling more aligned with those core desired feelings that I set out for myself and with who I want to be. And so one month turned into two months, turned into three months, got to the summer at that point, I was really noticing some significant shifts in yeah. my mental health, in anxiety reduction, in clarity. I'd also gotten over a lot of those firsts that you have uh, when you stop drinking, like the first yeah. party and the first dinner party and the first holiday and the first trip. And yeah. so at that point, I was really starting to understand, wait, I don't actually need this. Like yeah. this is not necessary in my life in order for me to have fun. Yeah. I mean, I was so lucky in that my friends were all so supportive. Nobody even said anything. I always just held a wine glass with sparkling water or like a wide assortment of non-alcoholic drinks that I've had now. Nobody really cared. And I know that's not the same for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, And so I've just kind of kept going. And now here we are at the end of the year and I'm crystal clear on the fact that I'm still not ready to incorporate it into my life, the gains that I've experienced far outweigh the the pros of like that glass of wine on a Wednesday night. Um, And I, I see very clearly now that yes, I liked the flavor of alcohol. It's, it's yummy, but for me, it 
definitely was something that softened Mm. that inner saboteur, inner mean girl. I call her your fearful friend. Um, and just allowed me to take a break from her. I realized that even though I liked the taste of alcohol and it's like fun and social and things that ultimately for me, it really was like that deep breath of Mm. fresh air at the end of the day that allowed some of that anxiety and those thoughts to just be quiet for a minute, but ultimately the next day they would all be louder. And then I would be like, Oh, I can't wait to have a glass of wine or something to take the edge off again. Yeah. Now, What's tricky about all of this is that this is such normalized behavior in our world. Like this is just what we do and we don't think anything of it. I'm like all of my friends drink and I adore them and I couldn't care less. And I feel like some of them handle booze really well and they actually just love the taste of it. Do I think we all are self-medicating a little bit? Yeah, probably. Otherwise, like, why wouldn't you just drink juice or something that you know is not going to have any negative effects to your health. Yeah. Sorry. If you can hear little humans in the background, that's because there are little humans in the background. (laughs) And then, um, but at the end of the day, I really truly feel strongly that this for me is about me and what I need. And I feel very supported in the same way by the people around me where it's like, this episode is sponsored by better help. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com slash ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash ASGG. They are like, go Aaron. This is awesome. You do you. And we're also going to pour ourselves a glass of wine. Cheers. Yeah. (laughs) We can all live in harmony yes. with all of our choices. There's yes. no right or wrong. No, it's no. Great. It's yeah. whatever works for you. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I think, so Scott ended up not drinking for a year as well. Wow. And I think for him, it was a little bit more of like, he's so competitive and so not competitive with me, but like the fact that he can say he didn't drink for a year feels really good for him. And he still loves to set a goal. So he got, you know, a couple months in and then he's like, I got to go for the year. Like I got to do this. Um, I think he will probably have the odd glass of red wine moving forward, but he has Crohn's. So it's not great for his body either. Yeah. And so I think he'll really reduce the amount that he drinks and there won't be any more of that. Like, Oh, we have a bottle and then a cocktail and then a like this out at the next place kind of right. scenario. I don't know though. Who knows? To yeah. be determined. 
Definitely. We'll have you noticed any uh, changes in your relationship since you guys are both not drinking? I or even thought about it. You know what? I haven't actually thought a lot about this, which is interesting because I have a mm. feeling the reason that I haven't thought about it is because it's felt much easier, especially mm. having both of us sober for the year. I mean, yeah. we've all been there where your partners had more to drink than you have and, or they wake up with a hangover and you've got, you know, two kids and like things to do. And you're kind of rolling your eyes like, okay, come on. Why did you do this to yourself? And so that hasn't obviously been a thing at all this year. I've also watched him go from struggling with his, his Crohn's and his digestive system and working really hard to finding a lot more balance overall with his health and wellness. He's still Mm -hmm. kind of goes in extreme directions in now working towards doing an Ironman. So perhaps we have traded in alcohol for extreme (laughs) workouts, but regardless, like he's fit right now, he's feeling good. And all of that translates through to your mental health, you know, his patience with the kids, his patience overall. And you realize how much time you get back when you're not drinking. Like we would go out for dinner with friends and we would come home and both of us are sober. So he would be like, Oh yeah, I'm going to jump on the bike now and do an hour on there. And I'd be like, okay, cool. I got to write something for the podcast or I got to write something for this or that. And, and there's no fogginess. There's no like binge eating in the kitchen. There's no hopping onto the couch and watching a show because your mind isn't functioning at its best. And then the next day, like you're ready to go. You're crystal clear. And you got the whole day ahead of you. There's no fogginess to, to move through. So, I mean, yeah, I think that the, the change has actually been quite substantial when you really stop and think. And that's the thing with anything that is health and wellness related is that the shifts don't occur overnight. They yeah. are more subtle. And sometimes it feels like you're not making progress, but when you look back after a year or two years or five years, or, Hey, like how about 20 years of rooting into wellness practices that serve. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to O S 
eamalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. Review. There are substantial shifts, life-changing shifts. Yes. It's really incredible. I definitely, definitely agree. But yeah, and it's true. It doesn't seem like, you know, anything is changing because we also are in a culture of instant gratification. Yes. You know, thank you, Amazon. Uh, (laughs) You know, so we, we want like the quick fix. We want things like done now. Like, okay, once we build the awareness, like, fine, let's just change it. Like, it's fine. It should be perfect now that I'm aware of it. And, you know, I'm doing the quote unquote work. Yeah. But it, it, life doesn't happen like that. You know, how boring would it be if we got everything immediately? We never do. Nobody ever does. That's an illusion. And it trips people up. Literally the number of people that I talk to as a health coach who are like, I'm in this pattern where I will be, you know, doing the workouts or eating really healthy. And then it's like, I fall off the wagon over a weekend and then everything just goes downhill. I like, I never go back to it. And a lot of people are living in this cycle. And obviously it's not just as simple as um, getting back on the wagon, because often there are forms of self-sabotage coming into play. There's, um, perhaps emotional trauma or, you know, variety of different things that come into play as to why we revert back to our previous behaviors. But one thing that's so important to keep in mind is that it doesn't matter how many times you fall off the wagon. What counts is how many times you get back on. And so if you notice yourself, even in your sobriety journey, um, taking a step, what feels backwards, it's, it's, it's okay. Like we, none of us are doing this perfectly. Just get back on, start again and try again and aim for progress over perfection progress over perfection. Perfection doesn't exist. No, it is not an attainable goal. It will bring you down trying to work towards that. So let that go. Yeah. Let's just move into 2022, working on continuously getting back onto the track that we want to be on and progressing forward little by little day by day. It might not feel like much, but when you look back over the course of a year, you'll start to notice some really cool things happening. Totally. Yeah. One foot in front of the other, man. Mm-hmm. That's how we That's move forward. We go. That's how we move happens. forward. Yeah. And sometimes you might sidestep, but you know, that's life. It's all good. <laughs> sometimes you might do a little shuffle backwards yeah. and then we we'll go dance. forward again. Yeah. We'll dance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Erin, talk to me about uh, Raw Beauty Co. and Raw Beauty Talks. How did you start this and why? I started it eight years ago now, and it began as a passion project that I was called to do after struggling with my own relationship with food and my body. I was diagnosed as anorexic when I was 16. I spent three Mm. months in the hospital and got back to a healthy weight. Uh, learned a lot of things in that time, even though it was incredibly stressful and then found myself in this crazy pattern of eating really healthy and clean and all of the, the good foods during the day. And then binge eating at night or feeling really out of control around food in general, not trusting yeah. myself around food and feeling like if I you know, ate anything on my bad list or anything that I wasn't really allowed to eat, that it would just 
result in this sort of spiraling downturn of eating all of the things or thinking about food all of the time. And so I spent probably, you know, eight years in this cycle of eating so well during the day and and being still quite restrictive and working out tons to binge eating alone in secret in the evenings, waking up feeling so ashamed and disgusted Mm. at myself and my body. And I, I lived in that space for a long time. And I think a lot of individuals do as well. And it's not necessarily noticed because, you know, we don't always gain a ton of weight and we don't always lose a ton of weight. There's also a lot of behaviors within that are, that are very normalized in the culture of health and wellness in diet culture. Yeah. And so I started raw beauty talks uh, as it was originally called as an interview series where I spoke to women about their relationship with food, body image, and self-love. And we photographed them without makeup, photo editing, or filters to just sort of deconstruct what, I don't know, like the, the structures that we build around ourselves in order to be accepted in this world ultimately. And so we, I ended up interviewing over 200 women and it garnered some really incredible press and, and conversations within corporate companies even. And after a couple of years of having these conversations, I was like, I cannot talk to another woman who does not see how incredible she is and who feels like her body is wrong and disgusting. And as a result is trying diets or is thinking about food, you know, all the time that is distracted from living her best life because she's worried about how her body looks or how she appears without having some tools to support Mm. her in, in moving forward. And so I went back and did my health coaching certification through the health coach Institute, which took about a year. And then I partnered up with a, uh, an incredible intuitive eating registered dietitian, Ali Eberhardt and okay. uh, body image psychologist, Dr. Hillary McBride. And we created a program called the raw beauty reset, which is wow. a 12 week program based on four key pillars being nourishment, okay. movement, mindset and self-love where we help women heal their relationship with food and their body. And since launching that two years ago, we've had almost 700 women go through the program. I've had the opportunity to partner with incredible women like Sophie Jaffe, Meg Boggs, who's actually joining us for the January 23rd raw beauty reset and Caitlin Bristow. Um, it's been the most fulfilling journey to take an area of my life in which I struggled so much to find healing in that. And then to be able to support other women and getting from where they are now to where they want to be. And I can't tell you, you know, the program really is about learning to eat intuitively, restructuring your relationship with movement so that you're able to do it in a sustainable way that feels good, that aligns you with your core desired feelings. And then my favorite part of all of this is the mindset work, because I truly think this is an area of health and wellness that is greatly underlooked and appreciated, but yes. ultimately the starting point of all of it. Yeah. So we spend a lot of time looking at our limiting beliefs, looking at the ways that or reasons that we self-sabotage, understanding patterns that we're stuck in and why we are continuously looping there so that you can 
move forward. And so it's, it's, I don't know. It's the, it's, I feel so lucky to be able to do this work. And, and I've met so many incredible women along the way and seen so much beautiful transformation. It's so crazy how much time and energy we as women put into the way that we look and how much power that has over us. And I'm somebody who still like puts on mascara every day and I love fashion. So I, I, you know, I, I'm not saying that all of this stuff is bad or rooted in evil and that we can't enjoy it, but it's really coming back to what is allowing you to express yourself. What is rooted in your feminine energy and power and being, and uh, Mm -hmm. what aligns again for you as an individual. So it's not a one size fits all health and wellness plan. It's really about you as an individual starting to understand what works for your unique body and all these elements of wellness. Wow. That sounds amazing. I love that. And a lot, you know, a lot of people have, you know, food and alcohol or food and other Mm -hmm. substance issues. Like they go hand in hand, right? Yeah. Yeah. And getting to the root of those, those, those issues and those patterns, right? They're, they really are essentially patterns is key to healing. And I'm so glad that you mentioned that piece around food and alcohol often coming into play at the same time, because food can be a a way to numb hard, challenging emotions. It can be a really eloquent solution as well to um, take us out of feelings of sadness or depression or anxiety for a quick moment, but it's yeah. never a long-term fix in the same way that alcohol is. It's also something that we feel we have control over. And so if life has felt out of control, which it has for many of us in the last couple of years, especially, yep. um, then we I see countless women, and I did this as well, trying to control what they think they can control, which is, is their food. And so that either looks like restricting counting macros, um, really, really finding a lot of their mental real estate being spent on, should I eat this? Should I not? Mm. Should I avoid having lunch today? Because I've got that event later on, I can only eat these kinds of foods. And if I eat any of those kinds of foods, then I'm bad or I'm failing at this. Yeah. Ultimately in the long run, that always links through to overeating, which then just further perpetuates the spiral of restricting. And so anyways, there's the beauty is that our bodies are designed to heal and to thrive and to support us in being well. I truly believe that. Yeah. So when we can kind of unlearn some of the things that we've learned about food and our body, and when we can go back to a more intuitive way of eating, where we're really tuned into our hunger and fullness levels, where we remove these labels of good and bad foods, Mm -hmm. it doesn't take that long to come to a much happier, healthier, stronger space Mm. within your body. I mean, like we're talking 12 weeks and then carry on from there. I do one-on-one coaching sessions as well with women. And we do five week intensive programs to really start to move out of that space of binge eating and feeling out of control around food or extensive restricting. And it works like there's a formula that works. And 
Um, and so, yeah, I just want anyone who's listening right now to know if you're in that space where food or your relationship with your body feels complicated, that it, it truly doesn't have to be that way. And that yeah. there are so many supportive options out there that you can reach out to. And it's just one more way to kind of up-level your entire life. Oh, I love that. Erin, where can we find you on the World Wide web? Oh, come <laughs> find me at robbeauty.co. I have a podcast called Raw Beauty Talks where I've had the pleasure of interviewing some really incredible people. I released an episode a couple of weeks ago with Wim Hof that was amazing. Cold plunging and using yes. your breath. But there's incredible individuals there sharing their stories of overcoming strategies and tools that they used. Um, and then I also share my own tips and tools as a health coach based on the work that I've done with women. So that's called raw beauty talks. Um, you can check out more about the raw beauty reset. I'll leave a link in the profile. As I said, we've got okay. Meg Boggs joining us starting January 23rd. Um, and I'm, I'm proud of the fact that the program is priced at like basically the most accessible number that we could make it. It's three payments of $99 for the 12 weeks. You get a combination of online learning modules, a weekly group coaching call with me where I'm there coaching live and, uh, and tons of beautiful handouts and you get access to it forever. So you can keep coming back to the tools. So that is amazing. Starting January 23rd. Would love to see some of you in there. And then as one of my favorite places to hang out is Instagram at beauty talks. <laughs> awesome. Erin, thank you so much for your time and sharing your experience and knowledge with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me and for holding space for these incredible conversations. How great is Erin? I just love her and what she's all about. As always, thank you so much for listening. Couldn't do this without you. Please make sure to rate, subscribe, and leave your feedback. We love your comments about the podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at A Sober Girls Guide. And don't forget to head to asobergirlsguide.com. We have everything you need at any stage of your sobriety journey. From workbooks, downloads, to Sober Girl swag, to even 30-day challenges and blogs of how-tos, tips, tricks, we have you covered. Head to a sobergirlsguide.com. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.